I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Say podcast. We have a win to talk about. Who thought that after a little run of form recently? And we've done a reaction on that as well. So if you want to really bask in the glory and uh, listen to lots of chat about Sunderland winning the game, you can go back and listen to the 20 minutes of that. And then uh, we'll give this about 15 or 20 minutes tonight as well, because we've also got the Sheffield United game uh, to preview as well. So that should be good. Joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, as always, is Gareth Barger. Hello. Good eye. Happy. Happy with. Yeah, so. Good of... feeling, isn't it? Like, because we hadn't really had a run of losing games this season. Uh, we had a bit of a sticky spell, didn't we? Just around November time, didn't we? Um, Don't know but... if we lost three in the bounce, so... though. No, probably not. Probably not. But I think it's because I've got, not to quote Tony Mowbray, but I've got. Kind of little expectations. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, sort of thing. I think because we're not in like a relegation battle or anything. Um, and as we discussed, it's you know, yeah, the <clears throat> the playoffs is kind of there, but there's no real, yeah. there's no real like drive to to achieve that this year. It's kind of a bit of a funny one, really, because it's like you're like, oh well, okay, um, unex and unexpected because because I didn't expect really a. A result because they were in, and that's not like being super negative, it's just like on the basis of them being in really good form or mm. being in not so good form. Um, so yeah, it, it worked out all right in the end. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody, if they're being honest, really expected too much. Sunday, there was one guy, uh, an academic at work, Jerry, shout out if you're listening because I know he does listen. He's the only person I spoke to before the game who fancied us. We were chatting on Saturday and he was saying, No, nah, I think I think I'll will stoop down the ground and that's what I did uh, joining us as well who I'm, I'm guessing is extremely happy with things at the moment um, and that is uh, Jimmy Rea Good evening yeah um, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I can't say I expected to win uh, I kind of agree with what you said What? On the, on... I beg your pardon? Well I, well, I was going to say um, I kind of agree with what you were saying on the pod on Saturday like I thought obviously the run of defeats is bound to end soon or whatever. I thought Norwich would suit the way we played I didn't think it would be easy yeah. Um, but certainly, I think um, teams like them kind of suit us a bit better, yeah. and um, especially away from home. Um, obviously, we'll get onto the game and stuff. But I think the way we that, play, well, that, that is what I was cling. That is what I was clinging on to before. And um, like I said, like I mentioned on the reaction when I was speaking to Gary across my football writer, that's what I was saying. Oh, look, I would rather play you than stalk at the minute. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. we'll We'll get into that. Um, 
And I think, I think when but, you look at the stats, um, I think around the our record against teams in the top ten is pretty poor. Um, but I don't think, uh, excuse me, I don't think Dorches is particularly great either. So neither yeah. is their home records just generally. I don't think. Um, I know when yeah. Bradley took over, I think I know they they improved a bit, but I think one of the main issues they've had all season is not is not doing particularly well at home. So. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're too, we're probably a bit like us, I guess. We're probably the two teams in the top 10 who maybe struggle at home more than away. So it suited us on, on Sunday in that regard as well, didn't it? The first thing I noticed, I think, um, when it comes to the way we approach the game, I didn't think the press seemed as high as normal. So I think we've been getting caught out with that, certainly against Stoke. Um, I feel like we all, we went after them in the second phase. So rather than try and put the keeper or, or, or defenders under pressure, which we tend to do, I, I felt like, and I've not seen any sort of heat map or anything to back this up. I'm just going from, um, you know, for how, how I remember the game. It seemed like we were, we were keen to put pressure on their midfielders, um, which was which was quite interesting, wasn't it? Um, yeah, well, I think um, Norwich are a high-pressing team themselves, aren't they? So I think, by the way, us dropping off a bit, like you say, it kind of negated them a bit too. So I think... Yeah, I agree. I think I think we did. We think we obviously learnt lessons. I think it was quite clear. Um, maybe despite what what people think about Mowbray and his maybe lack of lack of research and stuff into opposition, I think it was quite clear. You know, he'd had a look at how Norwich play, and, and he'd, he'd obviously learned lessons from Saturday against Stoke as well. To kind of you know, like you say, maybe drop a bit deep and win the ball and spring forwards, as we obviously did for the goal. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> go on. I was going to say, and a, couple of, and a couple of times before we scored as well, to be fair. We got, we got, Clark nearly got in, didn't he, before we scored? And I think yeah. There was a couple of other balls forward that were quite promising. Yeah, it was, it was, a prom- it was an encouraging start, that straight from the kickoff, you know, they hadn't let um, the recent results get to them. And I think once the goal went in, I thought we'd like really settled down. And it was really good to see the, the confidence come back to the young players, wasn't it? I think they started to like get back in the groove and you think, oh, we've never kept the ball like this for a while and when I say keep the ball I'm aware that like Norwich had the majority, like, majority of the possession but I, I always felt like our play was more meaningful like I, I always felt like there was purpose to what we did when we when we counted on them Yeah I thought well, the, it was interesting wasn't it that um, so I've got a few uh, responses on social media um, that field tilt um, graphic thing, also, which is quite. I think you know, it's like I know we've been like kind of, um, you know, you can be cynical about stats, and we have been before, like XG and stuff like that. Um, but it, some of the some of it is quite telling, isn't it? And I think that's quite good. That's quite a good one, isn't it? It's like, well, you know, how if you're talking about a game on the terraces, it's often a case of like, oh well. Yeah, they had a lot of the ball, but they did nothing with it, and that was kind of borne out in that stat. I guess. I mean, we barely really <clears throat> had anything to do um, defensively. Um, there wasn't any real, you know, testing moments for Patterson. Um, that might be because you know the, the those in front of them defended so well, including you know led by Bart and and Ballard again. There was a little bit of a shakiness at first twenty. I thought. But there was then, a ball really... over the top, wasn't there? Where Clark didn't track back and Aaron's nearly got in. But I think after that, he sort of learned from it, didn't he? I think um, the commentators even referenced they could hear Mowbray telling him to track back better, like after that, after that first chance in the league. Um, yeah, there was a couple of hairy moments early on, but like Gareth said, I, I think I think the field tilt told the story, if mm. you like, in, in as far as we, 
we we use the ball better than they did. They just have a lot more of it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's what I was I was I was I was getting at. We look we had far more purpose when when we you know the, when we did get the ball despite them getting the lion's share of it. I think um because at half time I thought ah, there's no way they aren't going to score. And and Matt referenced it on the reaction because we had a chat about it. Then saying like they're going to come out now, they'll have had their ass kicked at half time. They're going to really get in the front foot. And I thought I, I went from thinking there's no way they're not going to score to like I think seven minutes into the second half to thinking they aren't going to score. Um, yeah. because, because by by that point they didn't when it, it it seemed to be clear that no actually they don't have another gear to go into and this is this is their lot and yeah. and, and from that moment I just thought we just we're quite comfortable here I, I really didn't feel like we were going to concede and I didn't really get too nervous or edgy apart uh, apart from you know the last couple of minutes I think it was quite visible quite early on that they 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 I think they worked out that we'd worked them out type thing. They were getting very frustrated quite early on. There was obviously like quite a bit of diving and, and shenanigans from their players, and they all looked quite frustrated. A lot of their players, you know, throwing their hands up in the air and having to go at each other, having to go at the ref. I feel I feel like they they probably were worried. Like you say, um, I was expecting them to come out second half and really go for it. And I think straight from kickoff, that sergeant they brought on one looks a bit like Napoleon Dynamite. He, he, Close the keeper down, but they like I think nearly nearly got nearly managed to get there. But other than that, it was like they didn't really do anything. Like you know, in terms of intense sort of pressing or or whatever. And I think I think like I think we just worked them out. I think we had a good game. They I'm loath to just say they played badly because that would be unfair on us. Because I think we the reason they played badly was because mm. majority of that was because of what we did. But um, from their point of view, they 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 obviously would be happy with their performance. But I think mm. yeah, a lot of that was down to us. The thing is, about def- if you if you look at um, you know the the right back who's quite highly rated for them. Sorry, what do you call him? The number Aaron's. two. Aaron's. Was it num- Aaron's, yeah. Max I thought, Aaron's, yeah. Yeah, I thought Clark gave him an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, and he he really struggled. Um, to the point where he was just res- well early on just resorting to falling over, <laughs> um, under no pressure whatsoever. Um, which was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, well, there was that one way where he fell over and. I think, I think that's what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah, he just ran <laughs> up. Like, he just he was just no, but no, 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 that no, really. <laughs> and he just yeah, he just just bizarre. Um, well, I think he fell strange. over. I don't even think he. I don't even think it was a dive. I think he fell over. Just fell over. Um, yeah, then, I think he fell they, over and then panicked and grabbed the ball. Yeah, should have got free kicks then, really, for a handball. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah. But it's one of them, isn't it? Where the referee, it's like easy to give. It's easy to give the. Easy to give the free kick, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, if you um, mess that up, um, then well, you know, if you if you if it is a foul and you go on and score, it looks bad. But I, I don't mm. really know how he could possibly get that. I wrong. can only think. I can only think. And you know, I've just said he fell over there because again, we mentioned this in reaction pod, and I was saying like, um, he kind of interpreted as a foul because he was nowhere near him. So he's, he's guessed. And that, all I can think of is like, I've just said that I think he fell over. So all, all I could, all I can think the referee is thought is if he has fallen over, it's a natural fall. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't yeah, look like, yeah. it doesn't look like a dive because like, I don't think, yeah. I don't think it was a dive. I think he fell over and then panicked and grabbed the ball. So because that looks natural, because it's a natural um, fall to the ground. That that's the only really benefit the doubt I'd give the referee on that one because I mean, but yeah, it's the only way that makes sense to what he did. Anything else is just a complete mistake. But 
I think if, if you if you go down that line, I think you know, if he's thought he's fallen over. But I still think he's grabbed the ball, which he shouldn't be doing because he's he's not been fouled. So um, the ref arguably still, well, I think no, argument has got it wrong by, by not giving us a free kick for that. But I think that was the first in the long line of interesting decisions the ref made. So I'm sure we'll come on to him as well as our performance. But yeah, I think um, Aaron just didn't have a good game, that's for sure. No, I think, like you say, that was a consequence of, you know, our good play. I thought first half, Roberts was a bit wasteful. Um Second half, he was a lot better, I thought. Um, maybe just getting used to, you know, not having his mate with him. You know, Ahmad and they've, they've got such a good uh, partnership and I think maybe he struggled a little bit not having someone to bounce to bounce a ball yeah. off to, and then make the moves that he was, but he seemed to get grips with it. Second half, um, I think it was a really... I mean, we're talking about, you know, what could we do team-wise, potentially in the group the other day and kind of I was thinking well you know could we go to the back could we go to a back three potentially and maybe get some more support up to Gelhart and you know one of the players discussed was Barr and I thought you know he is more of a he's definitely an advanced there's an idea that he's like a defensive midfielder or a central midfielder he's an advanced attacking midfielder in the role of a Pritchard or someone like that in my opinion um and it really did help Gelhardt having him alongside a bit of a bit more physicality, somebody else to occupy. I thought instantly Gelhardt looked a lot better as a result of having that support yeah. alongside him. And I thought Bar did a really good job of, you know, just making a bit of a nuisance of himself. And it was an excellent, really excellent finish for the goal. What I like about him as well is he, I noticed it a few times. I think once even before we scored, he's got a lovely first time pass on him, but he really seems to wait. You know, you get the ball at the ball at the feet, or or even if he's not necessarily into feet, and just like you know, he, he just seems to you know play these lovely first time. He played one into Gelhart, and I think obviously, like I say, took his goal. I think he's um he's got a lot of energy, but he's also you know he's, he's good. He's good technically, I think, especially good. But I think, I think defensively, like as we as we said, can be a bit suspect when he plays further back. But I think in the number ten. Slash sort of hybrid second striker role like like he played. I think he was ideal, and him and Gelhart seemed to have a, a bit of an understanding. Insofar as you know, you could see they were trying to make runs off each other, and and Gelhart obviously um, got the assist for for Bar's goal, and there was a, like I said, Bar played Gelhart in for a chance as well. I think um, mm. that's definitely something worth exploring. In the, well, in the he'll, he'll, he'll need he'll need that one. He'll need those stats if he's going to start playing in that position because it's all well and good since somebody looks like you know somebody's easy on the eye, looks good or whatever. When Pritchard plays there, he gives you goals, he gives you assists. Like it is yeah. important that he does that. So it was really good, like you said. Um, to see him get that goal it was a wonderful finish as well. It was yeah. the little, little step like, over he did just before he hit it as well. It was really yeah, like, it was. Yeah. It's a shame for Gellard, isn't it? We've saw we've seen this story so many times in this script so many times about strikers coming in and missing these chances and not and and what it can do to the confidence and. I said after Rotherham, it was good to see him get his goal because hopefully that you know wouldn't be playing on his on his mind. But I don't know. I just hope this doesn't really like knock his plug in this because um, well, he seemed, he, seemed, he seemed to keep playing well. I mean, he didn't really get another chance as good as that, and uh, you know he really really should have scored it. But I think he can take um, a lot of positives from his overall performance. I think that's the best I've seen him play for us. Obviously, he got the assist. No, it's not a goal, but it's still a contribution if you like. And 
other than missing that chance. And then obviously there was one setting off the rebound, but I think that that was a bit hard because that did kind of fly straight. Out of, that wasn't yeah, that's harsh down the other goal yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, oh, agree. If you want to make a, if you want to make a, an excuse for the first one for him, which you know he should score. I mean, it was a penalty again. Yeah, so true. I mean, the lads walloped them in the back of the leg. Um, you know, like he's got, he's not intended to get the ball at all. He's just kicked yeah, it. He's trying to put him off, hasn't he? In any way, and that is a red card and a penalty. Um, but we've not. I think a more experienced um, striker would go down, though. Wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. Or are you, are you, you know, you. It's one. Of, it's it's one of those where. You you know he wants to finish it because he you know it's a great chance to score. Yeah, sure. Um, but maybe with VAR, you might afterwards you might be like, oh, in the Premier, you know, sure you, know you might be calling, him. you might be calling for it, and it, it's um, I mean that was a bit more of probably a tricky one for the referee to see, but just um, just a blatant foul. Um, you know when you look when you watch it back, um. But yeah, yeah, I think as I thought, Gelhard, that was his best game for us by yeah, quite a distance. And you know, I think yeah, it's frustrating the miss. But in in terms of functionality of the team, <clears throat> I think that that system, the way we played with Bar up alongside him, I feel I feel like now, how can you go away and think? We we don't do that now because it was. I know it's only one game, but we were just much more effective, um, and we had, you know, we did create some good chances. So I, I would be, I would be looking at that as a, you know, the blueprint and saying, well, we need to get Bar up there. I know what you're saying about Pritchard, um, but since he's come back from his injury recently, I would say he's probably not been quite as no, I, I, quite as zippy as he, he, as he was before. I mean, we'll, we'll, imagine as well that Barr will not be able to, I mean, he looked knackered even half time. I think he's fit. It must be not fit, but I think we'll need a couple of options in that position. I, I agree the system is, the first blueprint I've seen for not, since, for like an alternative for, for not having Stuart or Sims, I think yeah. the first time I've seen us really have it a system that, that's been designed to combat the lack of physicality yeah. on top that worked. Um, and I think Barr is, would be the first choice for me to, I agree with you on Pritchard, but I think Pritchard will have a chance to play there as well because, I mean, if you look, we've got um, Blades on, on Wednesday and then Newton on Saturday. So it's, it's going to be a lot for Barr to start all three of them in, within seven days as a young man, isn't it? So. It was, it, you know, just we'll come on to the Sheffield United game, obviously, but... Um, just even just talking about that there, you know, uh, again, we'll come on to it, but Sheffield United are still second at the minute. Luton are flying and in the playoffs. They beat Sheffield United at the weekend. It, yeah, well, it was just so important that we got something from this because on paper that was looking really difficult, wasn't it, coming to this? And like I say, it's just a lot to be said about the character of these young... That's sometimes where maybe youthful naivety helps you out a bit because they don't, you know, they're not... Uh, they're not a uh, battle scarred, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like let's let's just have a go again. Uh, interesting. We had a good rant about the referee. Um, apparently, the Norwich fans are fuming at him equally. So that I mean shows that probably a lack of bias and just a level of crapness. I'm guessing if both sets of fans were mm-hmm. absolutely fuming at him, he's refereed once in the Premier League this season. You know. Oh really? 
yeah. it surprises me because he was. He, I mean, I know we've had some shockers this season, but he was definitely up there with the worst. Um, he's up there with whoever we had for that. Darren Drysdale is a magpie. I think he'd be he'd be up there with that guy, whoever he was. Okay, there um, the, 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 the Coventry game recently was was. Well, oh yeah, he was yeah. bad as well. Yeah, <laughs> we've had some bad ones, but you know you. That's that's how it is. Um, the guy we've got on uh, on Wednesday is the guy who ref the Reading three 0 game. Oh, good. Really one of absolutely done. blown away by your level of research there, Jim. Wait, I just, I just, the re- I happened to see a tweet. Somebody, I, I don't know why. It was basically that he was it was somebody who'd done the the midweek EFL refs, and some random had just said that the, the games that ref for each team he's done. I think Sheffield United, interestingly, have won every game so far this season. He's wrecked. And I think we have as well. So he did the he did our Shrewsbury Cup game and the Reading game the only two. And I just, I just made a mental note to mention that on the pod. So that is my, my, my research for the day. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> impressed. Um, can we just clarify five bookings doesn't mean a suspension at this stage of the season, does it? Does it not? Has it, has it, have we gone past I that, believe we? so. Well, I was hoping, well, I, I, cause I, well we, we, it must be true because we would have heard, wouldn't we? Because a couple of them picked up the fifth of the season. Yeah. I think or, I think Bart was one and Dan Neal was the other. And uh, it was actually Matt who educated me that. So there's something for you. Um, there you go. I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, <laughs> how often does that happen? Um, so, um, yeah. So, because that was what I was worried about when when Dan Neil picked that up. Um, who recovered as well, didn't he? Dan Neil, I thought his performance. Oh, he was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Bang on. I thought he's just, he's just well so good well. He did. He, I thought. I mean, honestly, there's the comedy moment with the the kiss and whatever. But I thought. Um, Comedy moments aside, I think just generally O'Neill's game is great. He he really is good at filling holes in the you know especially in defensive positions. And you wouldn't really have known he wasn't a left back. I mean, he wasn't an outstanding attacking output or anything like that. But he was solid. He mm. he was equally as good as as you, I'd say your average left back in the league, if you like. He didn't he didn't put anything wrong. He's obviously useful at set pieces because he's he's just really good in the air, isn't he? And I think yeah. The intensity you play, you know, like I say, we, we've had our laughs with him and stuff and had our opinions on him, but he's kind of indispensable, really, because, because you know, we've had utility players before, but like you've just said, I, I rarely do they look so comfortable. You can normally tell they're just filling in, in, in yeah. our position and that they're, they're, they're doing a job for you. But like you say, it's like, you know, you can debate what standard he, he is, uh, he's actually at in terms of where his ceiling is, but where he's asked to play, uh, somebody watching that game for the first time would just assume that was his position. Yeah, well, I think it's it's because his attributes are kind of universally useful, no matter where you play defensively, i.e. good in the air, decent tackler, put his body on the line and blocks, and quite good positionally. I think he's... He's not obviously, like I say, a fullback. He doesn't he doesn't have a massive attacking threat, but I don't think that matters too much because Hume Hume has really, I think, grown into his attacking threat on the right. So I think it makes sense to maybe not always have two as a ta- both sides as attacking. I think uh, Clark, obviously, as we've said many times, is more than capable of doing a lot of it by himself anyway when it comes to threat down the left. Obviously, he does benefit from help from Sirkin, but as we saw again with Clark uh, yesterday, I thought Clark had a good game. You know, he's he's just so dangerous when he has the ball. He, you know, it requires two men from the other team whenever he has the ball, and he mm. pulls people out of position. And I think and he, just, and he, and he, and he just never stops. Like, and he never stops. Like we keep saying that—that that is, yeah. uh, you know, 
underplayed strength and underplayed strength like if you're if you're if you're yeah because if you're a fullback and you think even if you think I'm getting the better of him here he's just not going to stop like his, his head just I mean, he'll him. always beat you eventually so like no matter how long it takes him he'll work out like Max Aarons is well known is it I think it's Max Max Aarons is well known as being one of the best right backs in the league and I think Clark made him look average to poor I'd suggest um, yeah. like, and, you know couple, he's done that to a lot of fullbacks. A couple of things uh, to finish off on. Uh, I'm glad that Hume shaved that monkey tash off. Um, <laughs> um, I want to mention we mentioned First how good Dan, <laughs> we mentioned how good Dan Neil was. Uh, it's interesting that Tony Morbris talking Dan Neil up now, saying he's going to end up in the Premier League because I make that Ahmad. Okay, Ahmad's not our player, but I make that Ahmad, Roberts, Clark, uh, or nine Patterson, Stewart, and now Dan Neil, who publicly Tony Morbris has come out and said. Could be playing in the Premier League, anything positive. It's about seven out of 11 players. If you think yeah. a Premier League standard, maybe you should be thinking about the playoffs a little bit more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you are, Tony, because uh, yeah, again, let's let's not be accused of anything, but it's hard not to be cynical that he's um, he's put them in the shop window with those public addresses at times. You I know, but I think he also yeah. does it. You know, it's gonna be a big confidence boost for Dan Neil, though, isn't it? You know, he's, oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, that, that's a really, it's a really, it's a really cynical view of me to say that. And then, like you say, somebody like Dan Neil, I think we have seen in the past, is, is a struggle with confidence issues. I think he said that when he picked up the um, the young, um, the writers player of the young player of the year last year, didn't he? And he yeah. made a point then of saying, oh, like he was he was out the team then, if you remember, like Alex Neil had come in, and he said, then oh, I just had like it was good that I got this because I just reminded myself that I was a good player and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll. Give them all the benefit of the doubt and be positive and say that they had, you know, that that that's his thing behind that. But I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting that um, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just maybe he wants this big sale so he can go and spend some money. Perhaps not that yeah. he would. Maybe not that, he, well, not that well. he would be in charge of. Uh, not that he would necessarily be in charge of uh, who come in. Right. We'll take a break there, and um, we've got a midweek game, um, which we're probably all feeling good about. This could have felt very different, couldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. I had, had the results, you know, had it been four defeats in a row. I'm not sure how uh, happy people would have been going into this into this midweek game, right? We'll have a break, come back and talk about that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> Yeah, welcome back to the Wise Wednesday podcast. Okay. Um, right, Sheffield United up next, which 
um, could have looked a lot worse had they won at the weekend and had we lost at the weekend. But suddenly, now four they've lost four and six in the league now. Sheffield United. Um, they obviously have that win against Spurs in the FA Cup thrown into the mix. Um, but the sides have beaten uh, Watford and Redden, and they have lost to Borough, Millwall, Blackburn, and at the weekend, Luton. So they are losing to playoff chasing teams. It's not like they're, you know, getting beat randomly off like Rotherham <laughs> and Storm <laughs> like we are. Um, but still, Four and six. It's interesting because I was doing a bit of, of of reading around to see if I could see what the the general mood was like there. And um, Heck and Bottom saying that his players aren't getting on the front foot enough, and they don't have the confidence to take risks at the minute. And he wants them to start doing that. So that's interesting, isn't it? Because that could work for us. Like the last thing we need at the minute is is a team just to sit off and try and win the midfield battle. So I'm hoping. And I could be clutching straws. That could play out of our hands if suddenly a, a team who are out of confidence suddenly start trying to take risks. That's what we'd want, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a bit like, I guess, you know, a bit like Stoke when they came to us, we fought very open and uh, they did a number on us, didn't they? And, you know, I'm not saying that we've got the the pace and power that they had to to exploit it. But if, if they do come a bit more open, then, you know, maybe maybe the, the chances are for the more technical, tricky players to get on the ball and get into spaces, which is where we're dangerous. I mean, it doesn't sound like Ahmad will be available. Um, But you probably wouldn't try, you probably wouldn't change the team too much anyway. Um, But is it, you know... <laughs> We, I mean, we won, we've won one game in five, haven't we? Um, so it's not. I don't think it's a case of getting like, you know, everything's all the wrongs have been righted because we won one game in five. But you know, it's a you know significantly better performance and result than the, than the last few. Um, and they'll probably be looking at it going. They probably they probably would have preferred not to to play us after losing. Four and six, and away from home, um, you know. So I think it's one of those. I think where if we get if we can get the first goal, um, then I think you know it'll be interesting to see how they react uh, mentally uh, to, to yeah. that. Well, I, I watch I watch a fair bit of them because obviously my wife and her family are Sheffield United fans, so I've seen a few of them, a few of their recent games and. They're not, yeah, they're definitely not as good as they were in the first half of the season. I think they've got dangerous players there. Illiman and guys, their main threat, the attacking midfielder. Um, Oli McBurn, he's decent. The target man, he's not especially prolific, but he's a handful. I think at the back, we can get them though, because they do they do struggle with pace. Um, and so, because they, 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 they play the, the 3 5 2 as well, I think wingers can get in behind their fullbacks quite, their wing backs, sorry, quite easy. I think. That's Luton were. That's what Luton did to them at the weekend. I think primarily was use pace on the counter and down the flanks to get the ball in the middle. I think um, not necessarily ball in the middle to high either. They scored with a cutback, um, sort of to the six-yard line that was finished with, with with feet. So I think you know there's a blueprint there for us to play against. We obviously are a good team, but they are massively out of form. Um, and I think you're out from from 
obviously the limited sample size of Sheffield fans I've spoken to about it. Not not many of them are that confident. A lot of them say I've spoken to have sort of said how good we were in the first game when we played in Bramall Lane until Neil got sent off. And I think that so their memory of us is quite a hard game anyway. And obviously mm. we're a lot different now than we were then. But I think uh, they're not especially confident for it, but they do need the win. Um, in a way, I'd have rather they won at the weekends at Luton, so they, <coughs> they won't be looking to put it right too much, but which they are now going to be because they lost. But I think we can hurt them as long as we um, kind of do similar to in terms of our approach to what we did yesterday with Norwich. I think, um, like Gareth said at the start, sort of maybe dropping back and trying to win the second phase in the middle and spring forwards using Roberts, Clark, obviously five bars up there with Gerhardt to try and get our sort of technical quick players in and around there because they've got the three centre-backs. There's obviously going to be space um, in between them because they do tend to go quite wide. Yeah, so I mean... That's what I'd be looking to do. Yeah. A couple of things on that. Um, I mean, firstly, I mean... I'm not sure if fan confidence is a good gauge because that's Stoke. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, we let us to believe we, you know, if there was a 5 1 scoreline going anywhere, it wasn't going to be going their way. Um, but uh, yeah, it, in terms of like pressing the second phase, like we said there with Norwich, um, like we did in Norwich, I think uh, again, I was just doing a little bit of reading into like why perhaps their form has gone down and um and the analysis was very much that uh, Oliver Norwood who 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 plays for them yeah, who's, uh, he, deep, he's, who's everything goes well he that. he's but he's deep, he's deep lying and yeah. apparently um both Blackburn and Luton um targeted him and didn't give him any time on the ball and it's really disrupted the way they play. So you you would imagine we're gonna do some pressing on that. I'd area. say that's that kind of job we've got midfielders for as well. I think we've got, you know, energy, someone like Dan Neal, me me shoot as well, one of them two could easily um stick to him. I mean I, but I, I, I think it's gonna be one of the more the, the more advanced players going off what I was I, well, I was reading because it sounds yeah. like he's very he sits well, the, Bart, the, the, Bart, he sits the bottom. Yeah, yeah that I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be like um a, a job for Barra, one of one of those players to do that. By the sounds of it, from what I was reading, um, I feel it's weird because, like, I just feel a lot more confident than I did a because of the result, obviously, um, but b because of what I've been reading about about it. Again, you know, when we're talking about knowledge being a good good opponents for us in a way, when I'm reading what's been going wrong from what the manager wants them to do, I'm just thinking, is this the game? Because he said he wants them to take risks off the ball. Which to me, like, oh, like, don't worry about losing your shape a little bit. Go and be more positive. And I just think that that they're the kind of teams we play well against. Yeah, the teams we struggle against the ones who who play the way they have been. And it doesn't sound like they've been doing it by instruction. They've just been doing it because of confidence. And if, or whatever. if you look at the teams who've beaten them, they're teams who've taken the game to to them. If you're not taking the game to them, that's the wrong word. They've been beaten by good technical teams rather than more physical teams like Middlesbrough, for example, teams like that. So. I'd say we're more in the mould of a, a technical sort of move the ball quickly and um, look to sort of take, you know, more tactically aware side than, for example, they they tend to do better against the, the worst teams, if you like. So the ones who would approach it like maybe Stoke or Rotherham did against us. So I agree. I think um, they might be the type of uh, opponent that might make us. Obviously, we don't want to, you know, you don't want to be too confident, but I think um, with Norwich um, and what we did to them, there's definitely a blueprint there. Similar usage on, on, on Wednesday. Mm, it is, it did the three at the back thing is interesting now because mm. if you remember after Coventry, that's when Morbury Morbury actually referenced that and said Gallard looked. He just said he looked like a boy against three 
centre-halves there. He didn't have anyone with him, though, did he? Like, hopefully, mm. Bar can can help him with that. Because I think part of the issue with what Coventry is, they literally just, it was literally just him trying to win headers against three massive centre-backs. Whereas I feel like hopefully we'll learn lessons from that and not just... Because I think, I mean, against Coventry, I thought, I, during the game, I was like, why do we keep hitting this long to him like this when it's, it's not working and we just kept doing it? Um, I feel like we maybe have a bit more confidence in that, in, you know, because obviously the Coventry game, I don't think was a game where we displayed anywhere near what we can do um, in terms of confident, you know, ball, keep the ball on the floor, progressive passing. Um, we did just resort to, to hitting the hope a bit, um, which obviously played with their hands. I don't think we'll do that on Wednesday because A, we're at home, B, we're off the back of a great result and we've got, like Gareth was saying, we've got the blueprint now for maybe the, the way to play Galhart High with Bar. Or a another, but I think he'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully, he deserves a start. You know, he scored. I mean, he, he hasn't started for a while either. Bar before Sunday, I don't think. Oh, this is just off the top of my head. So I think he's come back in and he's he's staked the claim. Well, I, mean, I think you you've got to play. I think I, I don't yeah. think again. You've got it because it you, worked. You... It worked so well. And I think if you want, yeah. you know, I think the thing about Bar is he. From what we've seen is he he loves freedom. That's what I would say. It's like, I feel like he's the kind of player where you can say, we're going to stick you up here. Um, you can like link, try and link the play. Bit of physical presence up alongside um, Gellhart and, you know, give him a bit of support. But, you know, you can have a run about if you want. And, and when you're talking about Norwood, apparently, you know, sort of faltering a bit when he's pressured on the ball. And like you mentioned, if, if, if Bar's probably the perfect, Player, somebody to go and just try he, he and irrit- irritate. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, I mean, he's got to play with that. I think. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Not we're not flush with options anyway, so I wouldn't be um, quick to, too quick to change the team. I think you know you can say a bar. Maybe you go, you know, flat out sixty minutes, be a nuisance, and then you know bring the Hadji on. Well, see, yeah, like we see how it is. Weekend, see how yeah. it is at 60, isn't it? I mean, yeah. what I liked about the Hadji at the weekend, just quickly, is that I know he didn't, he, he was weird, he didn't really seem to get that many touches, but I, I did like the way he was running, he was trying to stretch them, and I think he was, yeah. he was certainly trying to get involved in the game a lot more than maybe sometimes players with his limited amount of minutes so far, sometimes might just drift through. One of the first, but he was definitely keen to, try and, and, and make something happen, and I'd be keen to see more of him. I think it's it was a limited debut. There's nothing I can pick out particularly to say, oh yeah, that was great, but I just liked his vibe, if you know what I mean, like what he was trying, he was trying to get involved, he was keen to get on the ball when he could. I mean, sometimes I thought we weren't using him enough insofar as, you know, he was, he was an out ball there and wasn't always getting hit, but um, I think he would be a good replacement for Barr. Because um, Barr, as, as, as a reference, if you want, I watched the um, behind-the-scenes video, whatever it's called, on the YouTube channel of, of Norwich, and it shows them walking in at half time. Bath looked absolutely knackered at half time, even when he was walking. I know he, he did another 15 20, didn't he, in the second half, but I think uh, he, he didn't start running the whole first half essentially. So I'm not surprised. Do you know, I think, yeah. I think as well, you can't <clears throat> underestimate a little bit as well in terms of tying this. And I know some people might go, I don't agree with that, but you know, he scored yeah. his first goal. Um, you know, in England, and there's probably a lot, probably a lot of um, you know, emotional energy in in that happens, and you, you know, you that that adrenaline yeah. from, from that moment, from that, yeah, from that moment, um, 
you know, it's prob you know, can you can sort of take it out of here. It's like, you know, when when you say like, you know, you used to talk, you know, Michael Proctor used to talk about it on, you know, into the light, say, why do you see so many players getting cramped in big games? And it's because of the the fit. It's just it's the it's the the emotional energy. You know, you you drained from it. So I'm not saying that's a you know it was only one moment, and it's, I'm not saying it's like a fundamental issue, but you know it pro- it probably is a big it's definitely something to consider a big deal. Um, but you know it wouldn't you know he has to start the game, and uh, you know hopefully we see another improved performance from Galhard. Um, you know, and maybe we start thinking, you know, we found we've kind of. We found something here, and we need to persist with it. Um, and you know, see, try to see us through at the end of the season, and, and and make us competitive rather than kind of kind of writing the season off now because we're safe and um, just kind of tumbling along till the end till the end because yeah, it's kind of like dropping off a cliff a bit in, in maybe finishing thirteenth, fourteenth. You know, if we can if we can still like finish strongly. Get up to top ten. You want, don't you? Now I think. Yeah, we, for me, it's just like you know, there's games there. Try and win. That's it. There's no reason to, like you said, we're, we're safe, but this doesn't mean we should. You know, there's no reason for these young, exciting players to not want to play well for the rest of the season because it puts them in the shot window, gets the stats up. It's more enjoyable because you leave them to play when they're actually trying to win something as opposed to just trying to mosey through a game doing nothing. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, that's why I was kind of. Frustrated with Moby's comments midweek before this game about, you know, um, basically saying there was no nothing to play for. I know you didn't know what the word to use, but um, that was that was what was in plan. I thought, well, it kind of is just because the football to be played, we're still in the league, we're still only. I mean, if you want to look at it mathematically, there's no reason why we should be saying we can't get in the playoffs and we're only six points off with 10 games to play. I well, st- st- will, statistically, but, statistically you could, but we just know that the squad's too short now, don't we? Because of all well, injuries. Most likely, but there's no reason to not keep trying. Is that, that's all I'm saying. And I think the players will. I, 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 confidence I, from Sunday will be, they're going to be flowing through after yesterday because you can see how much they, how much buzzing, how buzzing they were sorry, after the game. So, in, term, in terms of the um, what we discussed last week after the Stoke game in the wider context of the club. Nothing's changed in that respect in, in terms of because we've won the game on on Saturday. The you know the fact that we can get pull these results out of the bag in spite of the, the issues, um some of which are self inflicted, um is great. And it does it does again it just it it's that frustration there that you think oh if we just if we just try to see it as an opportunity and give ourselves a bit more of a chance instead of asking people to, you know, people like Bar or whatever, to go and do something unfamiliar, try and help us out. And when it comes off, it's great. And, you know, it's 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 a nice thing, but we can't expect them to deliver every time. <clears throat> so, it you know, the, the wider the wider scenario still remains the same. As we said, you know, we've signed some really interesting and fun players to watch and we played some really nice football and won some won a lot more games than we expected and you know we, I can't believe there's 10 games to go I mean it, the season's just flown it's over quick, it? yeah really yeah, it's, I think mean, that's because it's been I mean there's been dips like November and the, the recent one but it's been enjoyable for the most part yeah. hasn't it that's why yeah. I mean, we've that's, had where some, the, like, that's where the break for the World Cup as well yeah 
I mean, it's, it's, it feels, you know, there's been some big blows and laws in there as well with, you know, losing Sims and, you know, through injury and then through the recall, losing uh, Stewart obviously twice, things like that. And But, Jen, you know, the whole Alex Neal situation. But I think, you know, again, that's a frustration. I just think, like, you know, if we just if we just gave ourselves more of a chance, we could have been maybe up there with Middlesbrough and Luton. Like, and I know some people might go, "Well, you know, your expectations too high." I don't think it would have. You know, if Middlesbrough were twenty second or whatever it was when when well, yeah. Carrick took over, um, and I know they're a different part in their journey in this league because they've been down here a while from the Premier League. Um, but you know, it's been nobody. But we supposed to show it's not. It is. There's been nobody who's looked just, no. you know, Stoke the Stoke was obviously ran away from us. Lots of mitigating circumstances and it just caught up with us a little bit, didn't it? But, you know, even when you look at the teams like Burnley, we're like racing a two-goal lead and we were battering them. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like a lack of experience that that let us down on that. And it is that just touch of experience that would have made a massive difference. And again, it's not even yeah. a complaint because it's just where we are. We, we understand that. But it, it can be frustrating when we know that, you know, maybe that would have made the big difference that it does. I think what I want to see now from um, the rest of the season is Tony Moore. I I want to see some flexibility from from Mowbray and to find a way to win the game. You know, that's away from the normal blueprint, away from the way we normally play. Yeah, agree. I think well, like like he did yesterday, you know, playing bar up there. I think that worked well, didn't it? Um, yeah, but I mean, again, is what is that? What 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 with the squad we've got? What is the what what is the alternative? Um, don't really think we've well, got yeah, one. It doesn't, yeah, I mean that's true, but that doesn't make it a bad alternative, does it? I mean, I think it's not necessarily always going to work, but. Um, it doesn't always necessarily have to be that exactly. I think that would work well against teams like Norwich, probably will work on Wednesday. For me, I think it, they've got to just try and take each game as it comes. I know it's a, a cliche and managers say it all the time, but I think there's a reason for that is because it's, it's true. It's easy to sit and look at these 10 games and look and think there's no way we're going to last through all these games. But we've got to just, you know, Wednesday, see what we can do. And, and it's, you know, just just take them as they come. There will be there will be more frustration. And it is really frustrating that we've not got what we, where we, you know, the squad definitely should have. But we have got players who can win us games. Um, and like Stephen said, I think Mowbray focus for me for the rest of the season is try and find ways to win them and see where we are. Yeah. What what's the worst that can happen? Then? Try new try new things because it's all about next season now. So just you know, when 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 it's worked for us playing in that certain way, it's been great. You know, but we you could you could have also said the same about Lee Johnson in League in League One, um, and you know then Alex Nain came and was like the opposite. So I, I'm not expecting a total change. And as a fan, aesthetically, you would rather the attacking football, wouldn't you? And you well, would rather, the players you'd rather that. We, 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 you can't yeah. really play defensively with our, with our squad. No, 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 no I certainly, like no, I certainly wouldn't want us to start playing defensively, but it will be interesting to see him, like you said, and, and he did on Sunday, and it'll be interesting. I, I would like to see him like, you know, what, what have you got? Can you, 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 the squad of players you're left with isn't what it was a month ago. 
So what, what else have you got? What can you show us that you, you can do in terms of mixing things up and finding a way to get results? And, Ironically, um, we do have two of the best best defenders, Ballard and Bart, in the, in the, in the league. When you talk about the family, they, I mean, obviously, I know we mentioned it, they were fantastic yesterday. And I think their partnerships, something that we can rely on. Um, obviously, injuries notwithstanding, you know, being in touch with there won't be any, but um, it's a solid base to build on. I think that that is something that, that has will hopefully help us weather this sort of certainly did yesterday. And even they had, you know, they had bad games as well in the games that we lost. But, you know, um, Danny Bart is has been brilliant for us. And I think hopefully um, he, him and Ballard will be a base. Try him as well, defensive base to build on. I think um, Sheffield United are a good team, but they're not. They're not a team we should worry about um, any more than we've worried about Burnley, Norwich, people like that. And, you know, we've scored against them. So... Why can't we do the same? Mm. Uh, shout out to Lyndon Linda Gooch got a great goal at Bramall Lane. Did he? he was good when he came on yesterday, so maybe he'd get that. Yeah, he was. He was good, wasn't he, when he came on? And, you know, he's uh, probably another one. That punch he put in near the end was brilliant. Where he like, just he, absolutely, he took the ball perfectly and, and proper snap. When I was playing on, I thought it was, I love a good slide tackle. Me, so I really enjoyed it. It's a funny one for him now because he's not, He's. I mean, Hume's been so good, he's, he's probably not going to get in there. And he has played left back before. Um, <clears throat> But you know the other option for him might be that second forward. Forward, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably not. He always used to be an attacking player. Yeah, he, he came through really... as a forward. As a, as a, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, and and we were saying that on Sunday. Hopefully, he comes on the more attacking because again, like like all nine, it's good that you've got somebody who can play in all his positions and and, and do well at it. And a fullback is not the place we need him at the minute. It's more. He's got the energy. He's got the energy, and he's got the. I, I guess they, you know, the aware, you know. The awareness, he's decent pass on him. He, I think you know number ten replacement for Bart essentially could be a could be a shout, especially while Pritchard's either not fit or not in not firing. So um, you know, Gooch again is we know he's not we know his limitations, but he's also got some some positives. And um, I think why not try and see how he goes? And that's another thing we could say. Look, that's a bit, bit left field, bit forced, bit hand forced, but it doesn't mean it's not going to work because. Um, you know, he, he looked all right there when he came on yesterday. Mm. Kind of, you know, attacking midfield. Mm. He was floating about a bit, wasn't he? But he was uh, certainly more forward than he's been in recent years, for us. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget Sheffield United are still second. And they're still... It, it shows how how good their season's been that they've, they've lost four in six and they're still four points ahead of Borough who have been flying. So it just shows how much ground Borough had to make up. Um you know, they're still, you know, way ahead of us. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not going to be an easy game by any means, is it? Um, but how we how we feel and finally just going into it. I think we might beat them, unsurprisingly, obviously, because I'm well known for always saying... <laughs> well, you're on brand. Say, well, you're on yeah, brand. You know, yeah, well, not, you know, I'd be lying if I said I thought we'd lose. So I'm going to have to say what I think, which is I think that we will win. The Mark, um, Lawrence, either Mark, Mark Lawrenson of Sunderland predictions is that didn't did he, Mark Lawrenson not predict Liverpool will lose a game for um, four yeah. years or something like that? They did a league table based on if his um, if his results had, had had come true and like Liverpool would have won the league by about twenty five points or something. Sounds about <laughs> right. Sounds, sounds like <laughs> but no, with this one, I mean, you know, sometimes I say it more in hope and expectation. And I guess. That it's kind of that for not expecting us to win on Wednesday, but I do obviously like I, said, I have watched a fair bit of Sheffield United in recent weeks and, and over the season just because I have to because my missus watches them. So, 
um, the on the telly, I watch it. And, you know, they are good, but I don't think they're the worst opponent in terms of style for us. So, and I think the confidence, I don't get referenced to this because I do think that you could just tell how buzzing everybody was after the win yesterday. I think that confidence could be flowing through them. It's like they've almost got the monkey off the back having had you know, such a horrendous three weeks. Um, I think the, the, I just think our players will be they'll be that hollow for Wednesday. Bring it on, and you know um, I think we'll win two one. Um, I don't think that will keep another clean sheet. I, I, I'd like to think I, I just think they are good going forward. So I think they'll probably score, but I think we'll score twice. I'd like to see Joppy score. I don't really like calling Joppy. I'm going to call him Gellhart because that's his name. I think Gellhart will score. Not twice, how, maybe. How are you feeling, Gareth? Um. <clears throat> You know, I'd like you know, I'll be happy if we just compete in the game at this stage, really. Um, and I'd say I'm going to say that it'll be a draw. Two all. I was thinking two all. You know, I was thinking the same. Take that to be fair. Yeah, I think you know. I think said before this run of games. I don't think you know. Five five points from the five games would be like dreadful. I know some people might think that's, you know, not negative, but maybe being a bit conservative. But I think you know if you if you drew every game against those teams, wouldn't be like the worst the worst in, in, in sort of set of results in the world. So we've already got a win from the first one. I think Luton will be a really tough one um, because they are. I think their away record is the best, yeah. best in the league in the top yeah. of the away table. Excellent away from home. Our record against teams in the top 10 and our home record isn't brilliant. So, you know, I, th- I think if we can, you know, like most games this season, like it was said, we could win. We could win any game before it kicks off. Do you know what I mean? The way we've played and, and the, the standard of the opposition generally. Um, but yeah, I'll go, I'll say I'll say to all. Okay, well, that's what I was thinking as well. I'm not going to change it just because you've said it. So he's hoping um, we can follow that up with another result. As all, uh, do you want to do the usual admin, Gareth, before I <laughs> yeah. hastily end it again? Yeah, yeah. Um, tickets still available for the um, show on the 27th at the Customs House in South Shields. It's um, £12.50 a ticket. You can buy the tickets for um, Wiseman's Day Presents 1973 Journey to Glory with Vic Hallam. Um, and yeah, if you go to the Customs House website, um, you can buy tickets from there or you can go in person to the box office or call up and order tickets if you wish to. Um, so yeah, join us for that the 27th of April. And all the information's on the Customs House website and the Wiseman's Day website as well. And remember, to visit the Wise Men Say website um, and enjoy all of the delightful written content provided by our team on yeah. there through the week. Some really good stuff before each match. So go and check it out. Um, and Matt will be back later on in the week to look back at whatever happens on Wednesday and to look ahead to that Luton game. So, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.